Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. This is Exploring Missions, and we're glad you're listening today, and we hope that you're having a great day in the Lord and that you realize as a follower of Jesus Christ, you're on mission for God. And uh, the Bible says you will be witnesses. So the question is, what kind of witness are you? And Nathan, that's a tough question sometimes, and I, I don't want to answer it all the time. Yeah, um, you know, our lives speak, but we're also called to, you know, give a verbal testimony, a verbal proclamation of the gospel. And um, those don't always match up, unfortunately. Uh, and sometimes we're silent when we should speak. And, uh, but, you know, you got, God, can, God can use someone who's willing, a willing witness, Someone who's ready, willing, uh, God makes you able. Amen. He is. And speaking of witnessing, I, I just want to share with you, I think today uh, it's one of my heroes that I, I've, <laughs> I've met two other times, uh, but I always love what he has to say on our radio programs, radio stations. And every time I hear him, I'll just tell you, Bert Harper is challenged to be a witness <laughs> for Christ. That guest is Barry yeah. McGuire. Oh. Barry, welcome. Well, thank you, Brad. And we all challenge each other, you know? Amen. I mean, it, it is about that. Uh, witnesses, the whole thing of witnesses, we're all witnesses. Yes. Unfortunately, some of us are witnesses for the prosecution. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 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 You know, um, it is, uh, and I appreciate what you say. You say it so, so well, and I just want to say yay and amen. Um, one of the, the great models of the church, I think, is damning to the church. Our actions speak louder than words. They don't speak louder than words. They speak before our words. Mm. But you know that more than half of evangelicals now believe that sharing their faith is living a good life, being a good person. And that goes back to our pulpits. Most of our sermons today oh, are man. giving us three-point yeah. sermons on how to be now, better see, people. You were talking about conviction, me, you know, <laughs> and here you turn the tables, Barry. <laughs> well, yes. you know, I've, I mean, I've heard sermons like you're talking about, about how smiling is a witness. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, well, it, it is in this respect. I say that actions speak before our words. Okay. Okay. And they speak loudly before our words. If our words match our actions, then it doesn't matter how eloquent we are. Our words have power. Yes. I've met some powerful face shares that that are that are introverted, that don't speak well, they're kind of country, their diction isn't well, but I just want to get closer to them because I know that, that, that they have a whole lot of God in them, and I want <laughs> more of that for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, you see people who are, in, unfortunately, in our pulpits today, and some of them national figures, that are very eloquent, and they know the Scripture, and they proclaim it, and boy, they're just something. I get next to them, I find out what they're talking about away from the camera and the microphones. And I look at how they treat people, and they're short oh, with people. We are a city set on the hill. People are watching us. You know the worst thing that happens in Christianity? Everything we do, everything we say moves everybody every day closer or further away from God. Yeah. From the morning we get day. up to we get down. Here's 
and, and Christians don't even realize what they're doing. Here's the biggest offense in Christianity. After church, we all go out to eat. Yeah. There's a two or, two or three couples that all go out. And, and we're having so much fun that we stay longer than we should. And, the, and so the waitress only getting one tip off. She could have got another turn. <laughs> yeah. And we're more demanding, make more mess, make a lot of noise, talk about God. And then we stiffer on the tip. Hmm. And that lady didn't want to work on Sunday. She had, wanted to be home with her kids. Yeah. And she's serving Christians who treat her badly. Did we move her closer or further away from God? Well, I want to tell you a story that my daughter-in-law, one of my daughter-in-laws, shared with me. She was one of the servers at a chain restaurant all across America. And uh, in our town, in Tupelo, there was a guest evangelist that came. And she realized who the pastor was. and She figured that out. And what took place was she heard him talking about the Lord. And when he left, left a fantastic tip, I want to tell you. And then I would have that same evangelist at our church yeah. a year or two later. Yeah. She said, I'm coming to hear yeah. him. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that spoke day. loudly, didn't it, Barry? Every, we all go out to eat a lot. Yeah. And every one of those opportunities is a face-sharing experience. Okay, here's what we do. Uh, almost every time, certainly more than 90% of the time, we develop a relationship. Hey, what's your name? Susie. Hi, Susie. Really nice. Oh, sorry you got to wait on us. We are crazy people, you know. You go all the way around. Hey, Susie, just one more question before you leave. Um, is there anything we could pray for you about uh, when we get ready to pray for a meal? You know, more than half the time, you get a, a meaningful, if not emotional, response. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hurting and nobody cares. And here's somebody they don't even know that cares, right? Yeah. And they show her. I was I was in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Karen and I we got in a little early for the appointment we had. She said, "Oh, let's let's, let's go to Cracker Barrel. We like Cracker Barrel." So <laughs> I all, told you he was my kind of guy, Nathan. <laughs> so out of all the restaurants in Springfield, we went to Cracker Barrel. Okay, so that was a God-directed thing. And then it was, you know, Karen likes sitting next to the window when it's eight degrees outside. She don't want to be cold. But then there's a heater by the window and all this stuff. So he directed us to the right table for Brandy to come up and speak to us. Okay, and she greets us and we just start off and we're having a great time. And she starts to walk away. and say, "Hey, Brandy." One more question. Anything we can pray for you about? She's, oh, my, I think I'm going to cry. I said, what? She's, uh, let, me, let me take care of these customers. I'll be right back. She comes back. She's my best friend. Just got a call. He's a trucker out of state. And while he's out of state, he gets a call that his only daughter, 23-year-old daughter, is found naked, unconscious in the back end of a truck. And it turned out that, uh, well, just without going into all the details. So he rushes back. He gets back. What he had to go through to get back to her, he's with her 20 minutes and she died. Hmm. Okay. So I, I have long given up the trying to get ready for a conversation and orchestrate it and what scripture should I use. Luke 12, 12 actually works. The Holy Spirit gives you the word to say. He makes the appointment and he gives you the word to say. How easy can it get? I mean, and we still don't do it. Duh. I mean, what are we, you know, and then when he does that, it's like, God, you just used me, the relationship, the intimacy you have with God. So in this case, I said, here's my phone number. I mean, I don't give my phone number out. But I said, here's my phone number, my name, phone number. I lost my daughter a couple of years ago. I might be able to help him. So Dan calls me the next morning, and he's so low. He says, uh, Mr. McGuire, this is Dan, the truck driver, and my best friend gave me your number. Uh, I want you to know I am, I am a Christian. Uh, I'm also a car guy. <laughs> and I followed you in your TV show for years. And then I follow you on, 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 on social media, and I know you minister to people. And I even know your daughter passed away a couple of years ago. I know all that. He says, can you possibly imagine what it meant to me when my best friend 
gives me a piece of paper mm-hmm. and says, Barry McGuire wants to talk to you. I just broke out laughing. I said, I don't need to say anything to you. God's already telling you. He's right there with you. He says, you're right. You're right. I said, God knows who you are, Dad. God's been using this. And then I just ministered to him, you know, and prayed for him. And and uh, I called him a little bit later, about a week later. I, Hello. <laughs> I said, Dan, it's Barry McGuire. He breaks out laughing. I said, oh, my goodness. He says, "By the Miz and I, seconds ago, we're talking about you and how you told us we should never lose our joy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I said, "Boy," well, then he answered the phone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so that just opened the door. And yeah, talking man. about use this experience to give glory to God, yeah. to show how look what faith looks like under fire. I did it with my daughter. Hundreds of people come to come to the Lord because of passing my daughter. That gets purpose to your daughter's life. And she's a Christian, right? Yeah, she's in heaven, right? Absolutely. So if she's happy, why should you be unhappy? I mean, come on. Amen. And he called me last week. He said, "Hey, Mary, this is Dan." <laughs> Still going. Now, if I had not answered, asked Brandy, is there something I could pray for you about? I oh, would have been gone. A truck yeah. driver in Kansas City. Uh, Nathan, I think you remember Ron Dunn being at yes. our church. Ron Dunn is an awesome, awesome preacher, evangelist. He really called himself a revivalist because he'd come into the church yeah. and get the church oh, excited yeah. oh, about man. the Lord and witnessing. Yeah. And uh, he was telling this story. One of, uh, one of his sons committed suicide, and he stepped away for you know a month, and he got back out there. <clears throat> And this lady showed up where he was preaching, and she saw him at the end of the service, and she asked him, I came to see you tonight. Not hear you, came to see, see you tonight. You. And so yeah. Uh, yeah. Ron says, well, what do you want to talk about? said, I didn't come to hear you or ask you a question. Mm. I came to see you. And he wow. said, well, tell me why. He said, I, she said, I lost my daughter two weeks ago, and I knew yeah. your son had died, and I came to see if I would ever smile again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Barry, yeah. Nathan, our yeah. experiences add yeah. to, to our our personal ability to every share. Every bad thing that happens to you, God is in it. And we are where we are today because of all the bad stuff. The people come against us. I mean, I got stories. I'll, I'll match anybody's stories for bad stuff <laughs> happening. But, you know, early on, we learned to trust God and, and have joy in the midst of the tragedy. I'll tell you a quick story. I had a joint venture partner. I was 65 years old. My joint venture partner bought off a board member and was going to throw me out of my business the next day. Okay. Okay. Throw me out of my business the next day. Okay. There goes my income. There goes my reputation. I've lost my dad and my granddad's 100-year-old family business. I've lost my ministry. Well, that's Barry McGuire, the Christian, and he lost his company. Where's his God? I had all that on me that night. I prayed before I went to bed. I said, God, <laughs> I am just fine. I ask you for nothing because of two things. You know I live for your purpose. Let's go to Romans 8, 28. People don't quote the last part of that verse. Mm-hmm. What's not working good for me? I guess you don't love me, God. Yeah. No, he says, I, for now until you get to heaven, I will make everything in your life work together for good if you love me and you live for my purpose. Amen. His purpose is to seek and save the lost. That's yeah. what his purpose is. If we live every day to seek and save the lost, the theme of our ministry is move everybody Everybody, every day, closer to Jesus. If you live in doing that, it's it's constant ministry. You're praying without ceasing. It, life is an adventure every day. And he said, when you do that, so I said to God that night, I know you live. I live for your purpose, and I know you keep your word. Amen. And I went to sleep, and as God's listening to me right now, I went to sleep immediately. I slept soundly all night. 
I got the next morning fresh. I went to my attorney's office where this conference call board meeting, I would receive the call. And I went with joy. I was just excited to see how God was going to change it. And he destroyed my joint venture partner about eight minutes. <laughs> a fabulous story. But I can tell you, he wants us to share faith secondarily for the lost. I got to tell you, it's true. It's primarily for us. If we don't, if we don't share our faith, we atrophy, just like we do in our body. We get down and we lost our joy and, we, and the, the 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 memories. If you don't use scripture, you forget the scripture. But if you're sharing it, the scripture comes alive every day. And, and you and and you guess what? All the disciple programs they don't work. You know why? Because in the day we say, you know, God, I love you and you know my heart, and but I'm busy and I gotta do the homework with the kids. I'll get back to you tomorrow, but tomorrow becomes next week or next month, and it doesn't happen. Most Christians don't read, right? Yeah. The Bible. But when you're sharing your faith, you have no choice. <laughs> you're digging. They ask me yeah. a question. I need more info. I need more ammo here, God. You're digging. And then you find the verse. Oh, man. You That's get back it. to Bob and you share that. It is a God moment. You walk away. And, wow. You know, most Christians have never had that experience, that intimacy with God. And they're missing on the whole thing. In Isaiah 43.10, in the Old Testament, guess what? the only scripture says why you should share your faith. I appointed my this is Isaiah forty three ten. I appointed you as my witness so that you will believe. Our Christians are losing their faith. You know what eighty percent of Christians are living in fear today? Well, if, if they're living in fear, they've lost their faith. If they're lost their faith, they can't share their faith. Yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced Satan has sterilized us. That's his number one weapon against us as Christians to sterilize us with fear. We can't reproduce, and he's happy for us to stay ten percent of the population. He is. You know, we got to get beyond that, folks. Yeah. yeah. Our guest today on Exploring Missions is Barry McGuire, the car guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just got it, Nathan. I want to know. I'm a. I, I love history. We talked about this. Before. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about a little. How, how in the world did. I know you started in, in the car business. How did it yeah, well, transfer yeah, into what you're yeah. doing well, now? Well, it's really my, my granddad started in 1901. He was making furniture parts. He was obsessed with creating a perfect finish on black lacquer furniture. But it was 1901. He was in Evansville, Indiana, and over half the horses carriage manufacturers were building their carriages in, in Indiana and painting them with black lacquer. And without his permission, they began taking his polish that God was inspired him and created that perfect finish on those on the carriages and his furniture polish without his permission became a carriage polish <laughs> okay. then he moved out to Pasadena in 1913 and he was selling just body shops and car dealers. That's all he was doing. But it happened that all the custom painters that started painting the cars at the end of World War II when car guys came back from the war and they, they started making hot rods out of their cars and stuff and they wanted a great paint job. All their painters, every painter in the country was doing that, knew our product was the best. And they said, you need to, I'll just give it to you to, to keep that paint job alive. I saw that and I went to our family. I said, my dad and his two brothers said, we want to go retail. No, we don't want to go retail. Yeah, yeah, we want to go. No, we don't want to go. We're not going to get into that Jippo discount business. I said, I, tell, I just want to sell car guys. And because they're like, they're pseudo professionals. That was the key word. I said, they're pseudo professionals. They will follow directions. They want the same results we want. And they don't care what they pay for. They just want it. And they, they reluctantly allowed me to do that. I walked away from that not knowing anything about retail. I knew how to buff a car. That was it. And I got a million stories to tell you how God just brought people in my life. And now we're the number one selling car wax now, okay? Yeah. It's been such a ride. But right <laughs> parallel with that, I, I was thinking I should go into full-time ministry because I was sharing my faith so much and having so much fun doing it. 
And I prayed the most earnest prayer of my life. I think I told you this before. This fervent prayer I prayed. said, God, you got to tell me what you want me to do with my life. And you know, and if you want me to leave, I will go into full time ministry. I really will. I just want to. I just want to honor you. I just want. I just want you in my life. And I just cried out to God. And I said, But if you want me to go into full time ministry, you almost have to speak to me with an audible voice. <laughs> and not twenty minutes. Might have to pack my bags. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I. So about twenty minutes later, less than twenty minutes later, a guy named David got who went to my church. I saw him. He spoke from the platform a couple of times. I never even exchanged a glance with him, but I knew he was a missionary kid. And he, now he's in my office, you know, and he says, I was just in the area, thought I'd stop by. How's it going? And I thought, well, missionary kid, he's not into cool cars and shiny paint finishes. So I started telling people to share my faith with, and this is a message to all of us folks. He says, hey, uh, uh, you have a wonderful ministry here. Where were you at? You have a wonderful ministry. He said, you have a wonderful, wonderful ministry here. Well, when he said that, I thought, I just prayed this prayer, right? So I was like, why did you say that? He said, you know, a pastor can't reach the people that you reach. Folks, pastors can't reach the people you reach. He says, but as a businessman, you do it effortlessly. It's obvious that your business is your pulpit. Yeah. He told me that in 1976. This is 2022, okay? I said, why would you say that? I mean, that's the most amazing, amazing thing I got to tell you. I just had this prayer. And I prayed to God. He said, well, that explains it. I said, explains what? He said, I was driving up Red Hill from, I just dropped some missionaries off at Orange County Airport. I was driving up Red Hill as the closest main street to my office. And God told me, go see Barry McGuire. I argued <laughs> all the way to your office. I don't know this guy. I don't know what kind of business he's in. And he said, before I knew I'm being ushered into your office, I didn't even know what to say, but how's it, how's it going, right? And I have to talk in, in, in ministry about obedience. If he had not been obedient, I would have been a horrible pastor. <laughs> I'm not a pastor. I'm a businessman. You better find. Yeah. Uh, there's this, uh, Nathan and I did this. We served on staff together, and he introduced me, and I forgot where all he got it. But your spiritual shape, S-H-A-P-E, yeah. uh, your spiritual gift, your passion, your heart or your passion, yeah. cars, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, a, a, abilities, yeah. and and. P, your personality, E, okay. your experiences. Okay, every it. one of those. I God, love it. I but, love it. But when I see this, the ability, <laughs> I, I, the ability sometimes get all lost. But the ability that you have, let me just share with you in the pastor pulpit. I, I'm not sure you'd have blown them all away. Well, <laughs> you know, sort of like the Apostle Paul. He didn't stay very long at one place, right? That's right. I can't imagine Barry McGuire pastoring and staying there. He'd, you'd no, blow no. him away, man. I've, I've all, we're, we, Karen and I are both 80 years old. We're, we go every day. We get up oftentimes catching flights. We're up at 8, 4, 3 more. She never complains. She's never once said, I'm too tired. We just go. We're having the time of our lives because everywhere we go, we're ministering to people. We walk into a car show. That's a, that's a mission field, man. I sell car wax. I love my car wax, but I'll have conversations all over that field. And just, if you're open to it, mm. he directs you right, and he directs their steps as well. Unfortunately, sometimes we, we don't see. I wonder how many times I miss it. God's orchestrated that conversation, no. you know, and I miss it. I picture God going, oy vey. You know, I mean, <laughs> just, you know, but when we do it. Oh, my goodness. Aren't you glad he gives us more than one chance oh, sometimes? Oh, my goodness. He has a sense of humor. He's and put I'm, up with me, and I just, yeah, you know, amen. just, I, you know, just let me <laughs> say something I think is really important. He spoke to the church at Ephesus, as you well know. I, I've been there. I've been to the seven churches. But this one particularly hit me. He's, he's saying to Christians, us, churchgoers, not just casual, not the 70, but the 10% of us are going to church. He's, I know you're doing it, but I have this against you. You know what it is. Yeah. You've left your first love. 
I had a brother come to me yesterday in tears. And he's got a ministry that he's created, and, he's, and, and it's not going well. And he's wondering where God is, you yeah. know. And he's just, and he's, guy, this guy loves the Lord. He's so precious. And I told him the story. I said, you know, it's first love. I, I did that with my business. I got to place. I was so upset, and God wasn't home with my for two and a half years. And all of a sudden, I realized I'd made my business my God. We can make ministries our God. Anytime we make something that man has to do with, you know, yeah. and God may want to bless him. But first, he wants us to be his, our first love, you know. Yeah. When, we're, when he's our first love, when we first accept Jesus Christ as our first love, God, I love you. There's no question he's our first love. We always do the first work. We tell people about Jesus. It never fails. That's how we're to live our lives, folks. If you got anything else you're and you're praying mostly about it instead of God, that's going to go south sometime or other. You're going to get all in a, you know, in a pretzel. <laughs> Keep your eyes on God Amen. and just love God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, all your strength every day. Make sure you're just there loving God. And when you do that, it just bubbles out of you. You can't stop from sharing your faith. Amen. <laughs> uh, so, so Barry, one one thing that I noticed early on in, the, in our conversation. Uh, you had like when you were mentioning talking to the to the waitress, the yeah. server. Yeah. You had maybe in your mind uh, a place you wanted to start the conversation. Of course, the Holy Spirit led a different direction. So I think you're saying two important things. One, be open to what the Holy Spirit leads you to say, but yeah. also yeah. have a a little bit of a plan in mind of how to share your faith. It's, I don't. Okay. I don't. You know what I mean? Here's my plan. I want to love on people. All right. I want to love on them. He said, they'll know you by your love. <laughs> and when you love on people, you never will know where that conversation. You have no idea. It's an adventure. Every day it's an adventure. And they take off. They go in. And you know, if they see you generally care, they, they sense it in their own spirit. You generally care. Within five minutes, a complete stranger will tell you their needs that they won't even tell their closest friend. And so you identify the need, you go to where they are, you love on them, you understand them, and then God always gives you, he always, a thousand percent of the time, folks, you never have to say, oh, I got to think of a scripture. No, just, just all of a sudden it comes out of scripture you haven't mentioned, you haven't even thought of for 10 years, a life experience, but it just flows out and you see them being moved closer to Jesus. That's, it's, he makes the appointment, he gives you the word to say, literally, I have no agenda, except I want to love people. I had a guy in Detroit, he took me to the airport Saturday night, Sunday night after a car show to come here. Imagine being a black guy in Detroit, and a young guy, and all the, and I identified <laughs> with him immediately, and he started going crazy on it, and I said, you know the ways you don't have to have fear? What? You know? <laughs> and so I just started ministering to him, and he got, oh, I need more of that. So we have cards we give out, and on the card it says Seeking God. You can get them free from our website. And, and I said, okay, guess what? Uh, I, I could give you a lot more information, but it's all in here. If you go to SeekingGod.org, it literally takes people from no knowledge to the sinner's prayer. Videos, I mean, all the stuff I'll that's packed on there. Amen. He looked at that card. When we got out, he was giving me my luggage. He looked at that card. He said, you mean I can get all that knowledge? I can get all that information about God just from this website? It's, it's all there for you, baby. <laughs> all there. Amen. So, I mean, it's, it's just so much fun. It happens several times every People say, why are you always so happy? I'm always coming off one of those experiences. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the last piece I'll say is it gives God joy. Yeah. We can grieve him or we can give him joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength, not my joy. 
it's his joy. Yes. And I pictured, I would, I would walk away. I pictured, I look up and I, I could see Jesus smiling at me. I actually did it. I actually heard his voice this time, and he used me, and it was everything was perfect. I put a smile on his face, like way to go, Perry. You did it, you know. <laughs> and that just puts a bounce in my step, man. And it gives me joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I. So just, if somebody just, doesn't have Barry McGuire's personality, that's kind of <laughs> out there. God can still use them when they care. I was an introvert. Bert, I was an introvert. I was an introvert. You go, you hid behind my wife. She never never met a stranger. I was an introvert until I started sharing my faith. I was. I just stayed quiet. I didn't have any confidence. And I just stayed there. I was selling my product, but I was very quiet. Ask anybody that knew me back in those days. It was through sharing my faith. You know, you 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 do something more. And then you start seeing the joy of that. And you get excited, you want to see that again. I have a, a friend who shares her faith all the time. She's an amazing, Christine Soul. She was a drug addict. She was trafficked, whatever. She says, this is a bigger high than anything I ever took in drugs. It's such a high. It is, folks. You need to get off the bench and get into the game. It sounds a little bit like your cousin, my niece. After, yeah. Man, uh, we, we've had her on Exploring Missions. Right? and. I'm telling you what, to see the joy oh, in it's her so faith. Right. This is it what comes it is. out, doesn't This it? is what being Christian is all about. Go to igniteamerica.com. There's no money. You can't give us money. There's no password. Just get right in and get good information on how you can have, you can have the time of your life for the rest of your Ignite. life. Ignite. Does that, have, does that have anything to do with a car or something like that, Barry? <laughs> it, might, it just might have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the God's joy that's uh, overflowing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, here in in your life, and and hopefully in our lives as well, uh, will you know God will use that as people are drawn. That's that's it's what people contagious. are drawn to. You're caring yeah. for people. Yeah, but but they also sense yeah. that deep joy. Yeah, uh, and that, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. and God really uses is. that. And and yeah. <laughs> God doesn't waste anything. I, I mean, that's that's the most amazing thing. The death of your daughter. Yeah. I, I mean, devastated. Devastation. Yes. Devastated. Has I never cried so much in my entire life. But God, right? But, but God. God. But God. He, but God. And we had a thousand people to her to her uh, her memorial service. Yeah. Nine thousand people have watched Nicole McGuire's celebration of life. And and many I can't even begin to tell you how many people say from watching the video of a funeral. Uh, that reminds Columbine. Y'all remember the school shootings that yeah. started yeah. in yeah. Columbine? Yeah. And so many of those that were uh, were killed, yeah. they were believers and followers of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and guess what? There's Ministries purpose. came out of God that. God has a People purpose. Came. He Absolutely. doesn't waste. Now, he doesn't cause that, but he does not waste that. Not if we could only that. get on his economy, we'd be yeah. a lot better off. And he gets not? purpose. Every time I tell my daughter's story, I give him more purpose to her passing. There's more meaning for her mm-hmm. passing. You know, I'm honoring... I'm kind of in her legacy now, you know. I use her. The, one of the first here. times when I was pastoring, a, a man, uh, he's gone on to be of the Lord, but his only son died, and I was the, I was a young preacher in my twenties now. Oh, okay. okay, in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to say to him? Yeah. And I went, and uh, I, he said, "Man, Bert, you're here." And that's what he said. And he told me, he said, Bert, I can thank God for the 17 years I had him, or I can blame God. He said, I choose (laughs) to thank God for the 17 years. And you're going to be with him for eternity. Yes, I can't wait to grab Nicole. We're together for eternity, you know. So move everybody every day closer to Jesus. And move everybody every day closer to Jesus. One more thing I want to say. We're getting close to the end. What comes on is a layman's. 
job. I mean, what you was talking about in that pastor telling you yeah. he could only reach certain people, yeah. but as a businessman yeah. or a layman, yeah. Yeah. you come in, they're Oops. not expecting it. The preacher comes in, hey, yeah. and all of a sudden, a lot of folks clam up or do whatever. Yeah. It is an opportunity. 80% of our people, of our population, are lost. They're lost, and they're not going to church. Uh, unless we as Christians step up and start doing our job, they're lost for eternity. Well, brother, I thank you for being who you are, what you do, and what God's called you to do. Amen. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. We pray that God will use you as you are on mission for Him. 